Heavenly Father, we ask that you would teach us to pray. And teach us to look for your answers to our prayers. We pray this in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A recent survey found that only one in seven people in the UK would never pray at all, even in a time of desperate need. So 85% of the population of the United Kingdom pray at some time at least. But that question makes me wonder, is prayer just a last resort after you've tried everything else yourself? Is God uh, simply waiting around for us to come to the end of our own resources before we finally turn to him and go, I can't do it, you'll have to do it. As people following Jesus, prayer is hopefully more than just the last resort. But we could all probably do better. We all probably need some help in our praying. That was certainly the experience of the first disciples. They were with Jesus, they saw him praying, and they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples to pray. The disciples were all Jews, they prayed daily, they followed their their custom, and yet they wanted more. They wanted to be able to pray the way Jesus prayed. And perhaps that's you today. You pray every day, but sometimes it can seem a little bit dry. You get into a routine which becomes a rot, and you wonder how can you improve? So listen in as Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray, but also why to pray as well. And it might be useful if you have it open in front of you. Page 69 in the New Testament, Luke chapter 11. And when we open that passage and when we turn to what Jesus says, we first of all see the how to pray. And what Jesus gives us here is a short and snappy version of the Lord's Prayer. We don't find the full version that we used earlier on in the service, but we find enough to recognize it and know that it is the Lord's Prayer. Often, whenever we pray in church, we begin by saying something about God, about who God is or what God has done. So uh, the collect that we used today had the opening words, Almighty God, recognizing that God is all-powerful, that he's almighty. But here, uh, Jesus teaches his disciples to approach God much more personally. 
This God who is almighty and holy and amazingly wonderful is Father. Dad. And what Jesus tells the disciples first of all is that when we pray, we are coming to our dad. I know that when we say that and when we talk about fathers, that there may be some who shrink back. Perhaps you haven't had a good relationship with your father. Perhaps you never did. And to think of God as a father makes you think that God is like your father. But hold in there. We'll see later on about how God is so much better than any father. Even the best of earthly fathers. For now, just think of the the privilege of calling God our father. I want you to fast forward in your mind a few years. Whenever eventually Prince William becomes king. He'll be ruling over the United Kingdom. He'll be head of state of quite a few countries around the world in the Commonwealth. He'll be watched by millions. Just think of that coronation day whenever it eventually comes. And billions perhaps watch it on TV. And see the gold coach and the horses and the soldiers and all the rest. And he gets back home. Into Buckingham Palace. And Prince George comes in. And says dad. God is the ruler of the universe. But he's our dad, our father. Praying to him is to speak to our dad who loves him. What a privilege it is. So how should we pray to our Father? In the five sentences of this prayer, Jesus shows that we first pray for our Father's priorities and then for our own needs. I wonder, do you see the Father's priorities there in verse 2? Father, hallowed be your name. We're asking uh, that the Father's name would be honoured, would be regarded as holy. So often uh, we hear God's name used uh, in wrong ways. The other day I was on a phone call with uh, a lady in England uh, and she didn't know what the title reverend meant. So I tried to explain that, you know, I'm a a minister and I work in a church and I teach the Bible, that kind of thing. Uh, To which she then exclaimed, and I'll not repeat it, because she took God's name in vain, having me just said that I work for him. It's easy, it's it's common to hear God's name being dishonoured. It's easy to see it in others. When they dishonour God's name. But could there be a danger that we also dishonour God's name? 
not in speaking it like my friend who worked for BT, but in how we live. If we are God's people, if we are connected to him, if we are his children, do we show him honour in our lives? Our prayer is that God's name will be honoured more and more around the world, yes, but also in our lives as well. And connected to that, connected to to people honouring God's name, we also ask that God's kingdom will come. You see, God is king, but not everyone recognises that. God reigns, but not everyone obeys him. As we pray to our Father, we ask that his kingdom will fully and finally come. We pray to our Father for his priorities. But then Jesus goes on to ask for other things as well. You might think that, well, you know, if my dad's the the king of the universe and he owns everything, he can give me anything I want. That it would be a a free-for-all, like a a supermarket sweep where you grab whatever you want. But the things that Jesus asks and teaches us to ask in the Lord's Prayer aren't caviar and champagne and designer goods and luxury cars and all the rest. Jesus teaches us to pray for our needs. The things we really need for daily life. So verse 3, give us each day our daily bread. We need food to keep us going. And there's an episode in The Simpsons where Bart Simpson is asked to say grace. And I don't recommend that you use this grace, but it's very instructive, so it is. He closes his eyes, he puts his hands together and he says, Dear God, we paid for all this stuff ourselves, so thanks for nothing. (laughs) It's funny and yet that's the attitude that many people have. Well, what has God got to do with it? We've worked and we've earned it and we've got it all ourselves. But Jesus shows that God our Father gives us what we need. We need to ask him for our daily bread. And the means to get it. We also need uh, to receive forgiveness of sins. Jesus says forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. You see we can't sort out our sins ourselves. We need forgiveness. But we also need to give that forgiveness to others. The last of our needs is, and do not bring us to the time of trial. We need deliverance. We need help. And God will provide. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus shows us how to pray. We pray 
to our Father for his priorities and for our needs. But Jesus doesn't just leave it there. He then shows us why we should pray. Here's why we can and why we should pray. So if your prayer life needs a helping hand, then here's the encouragement to pray to your Father. Jesus tells the story of a man at midnight who's caught in a pickle because he hasn't got any pickle or anything to put on it. You see, a friend has arrived unexpectedly and he's got nothing for supper. He has nothing in the house to lay before him. And so he goes round to his friend's house and asks him to lend him three loaves of bread his friend hears the door but he doesn't want to help him you see he's lying in bed probably a cold night and he's got the electric blanket on he's nice and cosy the security alarm is set the house is sleeping the kids are eventually sleeping you see he doesn't want to help him Even though he's his friend. But Jesus says. I tell you even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend. At least because of his persistence. He will get up and give him whatever he needs. You see he doesn't get up immediately because it's his friend who has come. He says, no, go away, I'm lying in bed, I don't want to help you. But Jesus says he will help because he knows that the knock's going to come again. Because of the man's persistence, his friend is going to help him. And we get the point of the story in verse 9. Jesus says, so I say to you, that is when you're praying, ask and it will be given to you. Search And you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. You see when we pray. We we aren't going to a friend. Not knowing how they will respond. Depending on their circumstances. We're coming to our father. Who will surely help. We just need to ask. Do you see how verse 11 builds on it? Jesus looks at the disciples and he tells them to think of dinner time. And maybe as I continue to preach, you're thinking about your dinner time as well. But Jesus says, imagine that your child asks you for a fish. As we thought about in the children's talk this morning. Are you going to lift the lid on the plate and have a big scary snake hissing at your child? Not likely. You wouldn't do it. Or if they asked for an egg, would you give them a scorpion? Not a chance. Jesus says that you would give your child what they wanted. Something that was good for them, not something scary or dangerous. And look at verse 13. 
This is where Jesus is driving. This is the last verse in the passage. This is the whole point of prayer. There's a contrast. There's a a step up from the home situation to the heavenly situation. Jesus says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. Jesus is saying that even bad dads give good gifts. Even in our wickedness we are able to do good, at least for our children. Well if that's so with us, Jesus says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give? And how do you think that ends? You see, if I was at Jesus, if I was um, speaking these words, I would probably say, how much more will the Heavenly Father give good gifts? But that's not what he says. What is the good gift, the best gift that the Father gives us? It's the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Back when we looked at the Lord's Prayer, we saw that we pray for God's priorities and for our needs. We need the Holy Spirit to be able to do both. The Holy Spirit helps us to live out God's priorities. Because the Holy Spirit is our greatest need. We need the Holy Spirit to live for God. We need his power for each day. And God is our Heavenly Father. The one who will give us what we need. We just have to ask. So as you mean or sit, or stand, or walk, or run, or wherever you do it. As you pray this week, remember who it is you're speaking to. Almighty God, who is your Father. Seek His priority. And ask for your needs. Because Jesus says he will answer. He will provide because he loves you. And wants the best for you. So ask. And seek. And knock. Let's pray. Lord God, we praise you that we can call you our Father. We praise you that you are good. We praise you that you give us good things when we ask you. Help us this week to know that your power as we come to you in prayer. 
Help us to become more like Jesus through the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. Lord, continue to teach us to pray. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.